0: There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show.
1: Hello, squirrel friends, dear listeners. Welcome back to Old Marketing School. Now, before we jump in, I want you to give in your head three guesses of who is making a very, very overdue and welcome comeback to the podcast. Okay, three guesses before they speak. Awesome. So if you thought Mr. Potato, no. <laughs> <laughs> that <Then> it she's laughing. <laughs> well, I hope you guessed right because who's back? Tell us more. Hello. Who's back? Hello, it's me. <laughs> Duh. It's Jessica Bruno. Duh, everyone. Come on. Duh. <laughs> you couldn't guess. Jess is back. Jess is back. I'm he- back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorting ourselves out, we're checking ourselves out, and we are back. Jess, for people that don't know why we are back, like why we took a little bit of a break, where were we, what was happening in life, can you give us a bit of a lowdown of the journey of the last couple of months for the gorgeous Jess and your beautiful life as well?
2: I have my large intestine removed. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. And now I poo in a bag. <laughs> on- Have you seen the um, the TikTok trend where everyone's saying, I'm a lucky girl? Not that one. I haven't seen that one. Or like lucky. There's a trend going around where they say like, I'm so lucky, everything goes my way. It's like a manifestation one. Love it. So all girls are saying, all you need to do is say, your, I'm so lucky every day. I'm waiting for the trend to turn around so I can jump on and be like, I'm so lucky, I get to poo in a bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one of those things when when you see a trend, this is a very social media person problem. You see a trend and you're like, oh, I want to use it, but not in the way that everybody's using it. And it's whether, as you say, you wait. I mean, you could even just say, sod it, I'm just going to do it completely differently. I, I mean, I, I would follow your lead if you were the first person to turn it around. So that's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. How do you choose when to use a trend or when to jump on a trend and when not to jump on a trend, by the way? Just just a little fun question
2: that came up into my head. Well, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, literally, if you can resonate with it and you find it funny, jump on it. If, you're, if you go past it and it doesn't feel good for you, don't do it. Like I think I saw you do it, the trend in the boat. And da, 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 da. i can't i couldn't be bothered i don't want to download cap cut i just don't i don't know why so I, I did one i just green screened the boat and didn't move anywhere and i'm like <laughs> can,
1: can, you, can you tell her what the the actual over, overlay text says because it killed me it was so good
2: um pov you can't be bothered to download cap cut what you was. the trend
1: that's what it was and i found it was so funny because it was so true i was like yep yeah, yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. And, um, there's another, another example which I, I will put them in the show notes if I can find them, but <laughs> everybody <laughs> be merciful if I can. Um uh, there's another great one that somebody did and he is a video maker. And it kind, of, um, it kind of jumps. It's like the next layer of the trend. So if you don't know the trend, it's, you can obviously make it yours. I'll tell you what I wrote. I was like uh, me going to find a, mark, a real job when a user, and then you put a random number, tells me that marketing is all about finding memes or things like that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like saying, you know, when, when somebody on the internet trolls you, you know, that's what you do. And then there's this boat. Yeah. And it's all green screen. So it's relatively easy to do. Again, if you don't look Kaka this guy, so you know what? So he actually elevated it by doing the same thing, right? Saying, you know, user, et etc. et cetera. And he says, me doing this trend for real because you, user 1234 says it doesn't look real enough. And so he actually, in the, in the video, it is on an actual boat with actual water and then it falls into the water. And I was like, yes, this is taking it to the next level. We love that. <laughs> so that was a fun rendition of that. And I was like, yeah. And I think that's the thing as well. Um, today, we're going to talk about some of these things, so which kind of jumped on it uh, because uh, you just kind of, I thought it was really relevant what we we're going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about social media. Unsurprisingly, that's what we talk about with Jess. But we thought because this is the month or almost a month-ish where Jess is going to join us as a teacher when it comes to social media, which we would not have anybody else uh, sharing that with us for the certification, which I'm so excited about. So I was thinking, you know what, why don't we do a bit of brainstorming together live about your session so that (laughs) the dear listener gets that insight. But also you get, obviously, we're going to answer some of the questions when it comes to social strategy and some elements of this. And obviously, if you want to get the session and you want to join us live, you can join a certification at allmarketingschool.com. I have to say that. Um, But I thought it would be a great way to introduce you to the faculty, but also, again, go back to, I think, some of the... We talked about it before. It's the basics, but it's not Mm. the basics because still I think people don't do them. So I'm going to start with a question and a prompt from that because the session is going to be about social media auditing, smoothing down your digital footprint and also social media strategy. And I feel like some people still either talk about or presume that strategy is your content pillars and I think this is still something that we need to remind people that is not necessarily the case so in that case what would you say for you does a social media strategy entail what is it
2: big question well yeah I, where to begin is it's, it's it depends on if you're you're wanting to promote yourself as your brand without necessarily an offer if you have a campaign you're wanting to launch, there's kind of two sides to it. What your content strategy needs to go be based around your business goals, hundred percent. If you don't have a clear direction, you're kind of just throwing spaghetti at a wall, you know?
1: <laughs> which, See is, you've got
2: which is fine.
1: Which is actually but, a really fun analogy. Just anyone, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a follow up question on that because I love that. But fun fact, actually. If spaghetti stick on a wall, everyone, listen to Italian. It doesn't mean they're done. It means they're overdone. (laughs) Wow. Um, uh, There's this lady called the Pasta Queen on Instagram. Go and follow her. She's so much fun. And she was literally saying, if spaghetti stick to a wall, it means that actually there's too much gluten has formed, which means that then the pasta will stick together and that's why it sticks to the wall. So it's it's actually overdone. And I was like, preach. (laughs) So... Now that we added this knowledge, which, dear listener, you were not expecting today, I'm going to get back to our points and the question. So you said something, and I'm going to kind of dig a bit deeper. You still talked about content strategy instead of social media strategy. So how do you see them working together then, once again? I know that these sound kind of obvious questions, but I still feel like there's a lot of misconception around it.
2: Yeah. A content strategy includes your entire self-brand online. Wherever you are online, you're making sure they're all in sync. So that includes emails, website, blog, and all of your social medias and anything anywhere else that you may be online. A social media strategy just focuses on social media. But I prefer to do content strategies. And that's what I work with all my clients with. And I teach content strategies because you have more touch points with your audience and they they'll hear from you more in different places and understand your offer and your brand in different ways through the different platforms because they have when you're on your emails you're kind of in a different headspace to when you're on TikTok but they they want both I love that and
1: actually I'm gonna add my preference then because you talked about kind of what you teach and like your approach and my preference as well goes and I know this is weird maybe because I'm a writer or I like to create kind of even longer form content but it's almost like how can I then reuse either the content that I already created or the concepts from the content or sometimes maybe it's just a spin-off but how can I use that longer form content strategy to inform my social media strategy so that as you say you actually own your content a bit more and also I think Ideas then come more easily. That's my humble opinion, because ideally your content strategy goes back to problems you're trying to solve, your audience, or even just kind of stories of your business or obviously relatable stories that you kind of catch and ideas that come up Mm. at any time. So I love that because I think a lot of the time we think we have to create double the content almost, but when a lot of your social media content is actually a a reflection, a unique reflection of the other content that you create, then you can always add to it. But I think there's a lot less pressure. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to go back to this then. So when we're going to build a social media strategy, then what would be the three blocks that you would say are needed, regardless of whether, again, your business goals are more geared towards campaigns or products or just like personal brand? Is there any three blocks that you find, or two or three blocks, I guess, that are recurrent regardless of that, or do you think is completely bespoke still, depending on those goals?
2: You, Im- it's always important to make a good first impression, and that's somewhere where you can fall behind. And I'm not saying first impression from the first piece of content has to be perfect, but I'm talking about your home pages, so your your username your bio your link in bio all of that needs to give a great first impression and be really clear and concise the content doesn't have to be perfect every single time but I think the bio and your username have to be pretty close to perfect or just extremely clear because that's that's really important so we always look at if that's clear and if it is they look like sisters on each page. You want them. your Instagram to look like your LinkedIn sister and your LinkedIn to look like your TikTok. You know, they come from one. You want to look the same over everywhere. And it's really easy to make it messy because we're on different pages all the time and you can forget about your LinkedIn. and da, 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 da. So you want to make sure all your pages are clean. So I think that is one important aspect that we focus on. The next is creating sustainable content that works for you as a person and isn't just because everybody else is doing it otherwise you won't keep up with it I've got clients now newer clients and we're in the phase of being too ambitious with the goals that we're setting if you don't like doing something you won't do it it's like if he don't like you he ain't gonna call you <laughs> so like, <laughs> I love that. Can you say it again? <laughs> you don't like it, he's not going to call you. And that's fine. He you don't like you. it, just stop waiting by the phone. Stop trying to force yourself to do short-form content if that ain't your thing. You can do a long-form and chop it down, as you said, repurposing. That's fine. But if trends aren't your thing, stop trying to force it. And if you want to do it, obviously practice makes perfect. But if in your soul you hate it, you won't do it. So create a content strategy of with creation process with a creation process that you actually enjoy doing. So I was speaking to someone recently, and she said, "I'm a, a I've got a huge block. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. Everything I post goes wrong." And I said, "Okay, in your business, what's your favorite part?" And she said, "Oh, it's the creation process. She makes clothes." And I said, "Just film yourself making clothes, and be that, that way. You can be really passionate about." And do a a voiceover talking about that whole process. I love that. Stuff that she likes. It's easier to do for you as a person. So the second thing is making a sustainable content creation process. Really, really important because I want you to put content out there and you're not if you hate doing it. I love that. And
1: I think that's the other thing. I think when it comes to that, there's another point that you actually mentioned, which I will say is my third block within these, which you kind of mentioned, but I will break it. Uh, and i'm gonna go back to that but first i want to say sustainable content creation process i think is so important especially because yes i said that i like to repurpose yes i said that they're sisters these kind of strategies but still social media content is still in my opinion a slightly different level of creation even if just for the fact that each social platform might be slightly different so it's still can feel a lot more overwhelming as you say if you're in your element, just recording something it's fine but then when you're breaking it down into kind of self-imposed rules so I love that idea because I think also within that process and you're discovering your process you know how to discover that you actually also which we talk about a lot realize what consistency means to you and I know you're really passionate about this and we're both really passionate about this you know consistency doesn't mean add arbitrary number, it means what works for you because then you're gonna show up in the best possible way, right?
2: Yeah.
1: My other block, which I was going almost gonna add, I will add it first. You tell me in these kind of three blocks, where would you put it? But I will put it at the top. I would put <clears throat> excuse me, the social media goals themselves. Because you kind of mm-hmm. mention it and obviously business goals, but I feel that especially when we set OKRs, which we're going to do in the certification. We're going to set personal goals and we're going to set also business goals. But then I would also argue it's important that you realize, obviously, how your social media goals fit with your business goals, but also going back to the creation process, how much time you're going to spend. I think your social media goals should also be still separate. They should work together, but you should also kind of make the time to set those You tell me what you think. You just, you said it and made me feel like, yeah, social media goals. We don't think about them as much because we put it all into
2: one place, right? Yeah. Well, my third block was goals. Mm. Always. I compare it to your business goals and sales goals as well. Mm. So we have milestones on social media that you want to hit maybe in numbers or kind of engagement. But I prefer with small businesses, especially looking at the reflection internally on their business. So what, how many sales do you want to make of your product or service? And how are we going to get there with your content? Because you don't need to have thousands of followers start making sales, but you, need, you do need to have some money to continue running your business. And if you're not making any dollar, it becomes really hard to cre- continue pushing through creating content. Completely possible. Making content is free and you can keep talking about your offer and your service and the sales will come in. But if you are not focused and you don't have some kind of strategy around actually bringing in the business, you're not going to make any money and the the wheel stops turning.
1: <laughs> Very true. Now, final question. I feel like it's an interrogation. I do apologize. I think the listener is like, I'm loving this. <laughs> the listener is like, yes, give me more. And I'm like, interrogation station. But obviously, as you can tell, and probably you'll, told from other conversation Jess and I had, we both really love the subject. Um, yeah. I literally am handing you over the baton with the social media. Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher of Marketing School and your marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the ALT marketing certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we wanna support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss is in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are gonna go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations, all the way to leadership and storytelling skills. We're also gonna cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus you get workshops, post seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I Amina. Mean Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click/certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains because it's one of my favorites because I love it but also I know that for you is one of the things that you support your clients with and I love the fact that you can bring that understanding and perspective into the into the school as well and it kind of leads me to the final point which I would love to see how you would fit it into kind of these steps that we talked about which is actually auditing your content let me explain as well for everyone I don't just mean as you say like do I need to follow trends and things like that I mean something that I personally love which is looking at your analytics and not just metrics, because that's fine, that's for auditing and reviews. But I mean, like looking at what content works and learning from it. How do you build that within your social media practices? Like, as you say, the auditing on your profile, you know, kind of creating, like refining the content creation process. Where would you put this content auditing side of things as well?
2: It depends how long you've been doing the business. So if you've done like three posts, yeah, you got nothing to audit. But if it's been like, you've got a consistent amount of content, then I would say the audit comes first, really, because you, you that's where you're starting. You get to look at everything you've done, look at your numbers, and then you can set your goals based off your the numbers you already have.
1: I love that. So it's either, as you say, your audit just your profile and the presence, because especially if you want to invest in a platform, most likely, as you say, you at least are there, maybe not actively. And then I love the fact that then depending on where you're at, you can add the extra layer. I want to say one thing as well. Obviously, we're talking about business owners, but a lot of our students and a lot of the listeners, hello, are also kind of professionals, either working with clients on this or working on other companies. But I think the same applies. I also think that both having worked with companies, especially on social media, both of us, I genuinely find that it also gives your team or your boss a bit more reassurance because I think social media has always a bad rap of like, you know, does it bring results? Does it take too much time? Is it worth putting time into it? And actually starting with auditing, kind of like, as you say, smoothening things down, kind of showcasing and highlighting good and bad. Can also reassure other people that are working with you that, you know, that everything that you're setting comes from from something, you know, it actually comes from something that you thought about. And there's like a, a thinking process behind the changes that you want to make on social and why you want to focus so much of it. It sounds weird, but sometimes you have to sell it to others if you want to invest time on social media, because for some companies and for some teams, I find that there's a lot of misconceptions and skepticism around this still, but maybe it's just me. I don't know.
2: Yeah, people don't care. They're just like, Oh, there's something we should we should do, but just do whatever. Just as long as you get something up there. Alright, mate. It's like without putting any effort into it, it can do more harm than good. There's so many like old fogy pages out there. I'm like, why are you even like paying someone to do this for you? Like not in a bad way, but it's just like you're obviously not letting them have any creative freedom. Mm. And they're just stuck in the same routine. I I when I've worked in corporate, I had a brand that was really stubborn and they didn't want to change and they got to the point where I was like why did you bring me in like no like I thank you but like we're not we're not moving anywhere because you're not willing to try anything new that's a battle in itself I love that you mentioned that because that's a battle
1: in itself and the other thing that you might experience and maybe like dear listener, yourself, all of you collectively might be like, yes, I've, I've seen that. Or I've been thinking that as well sometimes. It's like, well, I want to look at growth. And because growth is usually associated with more, which you talk about a lot, actually. So I'm, I'm excited to hear your take on this. Um, more people, more followers, more instead of looking at actually the quality of the conversations or again, the conversions or kind of like the journey, like how many people actually turn from brand awareness into the next episode of journey. That's also the problem. And that's why some people don't want to change because I'm like, well, you know, as long as we keep getting more people in, as long as we keep growing, that's what we need. And I'm like, but then what do you think social media is there for? It's like there's this Mm. kind of focus on brand awareness. And I think it's good for brand awareness, but social can lead you through so many steps of your marketing journey all the way to conversion, if you let it. And when you focus too much on vanity metrics, which are metrics like followers, I think you kind of focus not enough on relationships and too much on growth for growth's sake you tell me what you think I got a bit ranty here but
2: that's kind of (laughs) that's kind of my take on that one yeah I 100% agree except if you're in an aggressive launch or if you've got something where you need to hit a number you need to make sales if you need to get those sales in from social you you 100% have to let go of the vanity metrics because you're competing with loads of other content out there and you're not going to get as many likes, but you're going to get loads of eyes. Eyes are just as good. Even if it doesn't get any engagement whatsoever, It's they've scrolled past it. So the more you can be in front of your user in a high... At the end of a sales period, it's fine. You're not annoying them. So you always let go of the vanity metrics. Quality over quantity, 90% of the time except if you are in a sales period, I want you posting as much as you possibly can don't worry if, if it's perfect because you' you will see your sales numbers go up and those sales goals be higher and you it'll be quantity over quality for a little while. Does that make sense?
1: Yes and I, and, I, and I love that and I think it is actually going back to the idea of like what consistency looks like for you and also I feel that in that case, if you do feel that you're not comfortable posting too much, normally, let's say like it's too much for you, as you say, like you're still figuring out what you want to share. I feel that then knowing that there are these sprints, it really helps you kind of be okay, maybe I will show up a bit more, I will collect more ideas for that time, even if it's a month where I'm really going for it. But then after that, I know that I can go back. Because I feel that whenever i teach the class or, or i used to teach the class the social media class and in general and anywhere else the question has always been how often should i post and i hate that question <laughs> Well, it it better be in our slides
2: because people are gonna ask it, and I think it's if- gonna be in there, but I'll explain why I hate it because it's like there's so much pressure on it exactly, on people. and
1: I think that's why I want you to have it in it's almost like you have it in there to preempt it and to be like this is a question everybody asks, and this is why personally both of us I think i hate it I hate it too because it's like it just puts a lot of pressure on you before you even start. And you know what the funny thing is, Jess? I don't know if you, again, I had a lot of students. So 90% of the students are like, if I ask them, so what do you think based on what we talked about? Three or four times a week. And I'm like, okay, Uh how much are you posting now? Once a week. And I'm like, this is not going to happen. And you just know that for a month they're going to be doing that and then they're going to disappear because they're going to be overwhelmed. And I just want to say this because, Every single time, everybody shoots for the stars. And I always have to say, the number that you're thinking in your head, half it. If you can show up for a month with that number, then you can think about up in the game. But you might find that actually you get as much results and as much enjoyment by just doing it half the time. And then as Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff says, hello, Jeff. Hello, I am Jeff. (laughs) Hello, Jeff. Hello, (laughs) Jeff Bridges also came to mind. So now there's the dude in my head, which is really weird. A lot. anyway jeff jess um as jess said <laughs> then you can have the sprints and then you have you can ump it up but realistically we always tend to shoot for the stars and 90 percent of the times there's no need to um yeah. that's how i see it
2: i did a poll the i think it was like yesterday on my instagram and i was like how many times should you post a week and i put every day monday to friday not weekends or multiple times a day everybody clicked monday to friday not weekends I was like, well that was the most popular one but then I, I I said there's only there's no right answer but there is a wrong answer and the wrong answer is zero if you don't post at all if you don't post on any days that's bad <laughs> but as long as you can show up consistently in a sustainable way for you they'll be fine. And consistent means the same tone of voice and the same branding and the same, you know, tone of voice and branding. They're the same. (laughs) Those things, those two things.
1: The thing is, then you can apply them to the content, to the way that you engage and everything else. So yeah, I can see that too. I love that. And, It's, again, not not too surprising to hear some of the responses as well. And I love that. I also love when some people are like multiple times a day. And that's, as you say, is not wrong. But then when I do ask sometimes to people to have this conversation or this argument, most of the times that's kind of what I've experienced personally is because either somebody else told them to, or oh, because they think that's what they see on social that they should be doing. Mm. So I'm kind of like, who is this person? I mean, I can think of a few, but who is this person that goes around and says you have to post multiple times a day? You have to post like three or four times a day. And I'm like, if you enjoy it, and if literally you're on a roll and you love being on camera, that's fine. But whoa, you know, like if that's what everyone should be doing, as you say, I think we're just almost um, feeling overwhelmed before we even start.
2: And if it was easy as posting four times a day, we would all be like millionaires (laughs) it's not you could post five times a day and still not grow or lose people or not make a single sale it totally depends on the messaging and all that true and
1: actually if I can double up I'll add a bit more to it regardless of which role you're in, whether you're a founder, whether you're a, you're working with clients, for example, whether you are just a marketer, even if you're just a social media manager for one company, your job is not just posting content or creating content. Sometimes you even just end up becoming customer service because obviously it's an easy way for people to ask questions and then you have to reroute people otherwise. So even if you're just looking at setting goals, reviewing efforts, I think there's this misconception that, you know, the social media side of it is something that you can do for hours on end, especially if you're a business owner, you have to run your business. If you're a marketer, there are other tools in marketing that you probably are going to be using, especially if you create wider content. So I don't know. I find when we talk about this in the back of my head is always like, there's a misconception from the outside, that social media manager or marketers, all they do is scroll Twitter or, mm-hmm. or TikTok and post content. That takes a lot of time and is literally one quarter of most people's responsibility on a day-to-day basis. I yes. just want to say that. <laughs> it's true. Say it. Preach. <laughs> Preach. And I don't know, maybe because of lockdown or because of the last couple of years, I've also, have read and seen conversations from so many social media managers and marketers about the state of overwhelming burnout. And I think more than ever, because so many of us moved online with most of our conversations, I think eventually it dawned on everyone that actually marketing is not an easy job. I... We knew that, I guess, because we've been working on it and we know how much time you have to spend refining, changing, evolving. But yeah, I think the penny dropped a lot more in the last couple of years. There's been a lot more honest conversations about protecting mental health for social media people, please and thank you, because it's it's a lot of work. Mm. So based on all the 70,000 things that we mentioned today, which they're all working well together, but there's a lot of food for thought, so hopefully... Dear listener, you picked up one thing that you thought, actually, this is something that I'm currently not doing, or this is something that I'm doing that maybe I should stop doing. If there was one thing that our listeners should do right after this, as well as applying for the next course or the certification, the second thing they do when it comes to social media, just to kind of get them back on track in the right mindset, what would it be, Jess, out of all the things that we talked about?
2: If they were if I'm, I'm speaking to myself here, if it was me, and I wish someone told me this in a not in an Instagram post, but in like a friend's way, please look for inspiration outside of your niche. Pull inspiration from your likes and the people that you follow and the funny, the things that you find funny because usually your target audience will also find those people funny, especially if you're in the service-based business. If you're in the product-based business, it's bit different. You know, you can kind of go down the route. You know your target audience quite well, so you can choose to follow the people that they're into rather than who maybe you guys have different interests, but if you do have likely you do have the same interests. And I want you to pull inspiration from people outside of your niche that you are really into. So there's a TikToker called uh, Callie (laughs) Sluzza. And I love her. I love how candid she is. I love how funny she is on camera. And I was like, ah, I want to make content like that. But I'm not going to talk about my ex-boyfriends and all that. I'm going to be really real and talk about marketing, give advice and give tips and do stories in that way because I think that's going to pull in some more people who like that style of content and we're going to get on, you know? When you have shiny object syndrome and you follow people in, because I've got massive shiny object syndrome, and you follow people in your industry, it's so, I used to see someone, I was so jealous with this one girl, I'd see her post something about marketing, and I'm like, oh, I need to do that right now. But I'll do it in my brand colors, and I, it's obviously for my tone of voice. But I, she's said that, so I'm going to say that too, so I'm not falling behind. It's like it's not, it's not true. It's not authentic to me. It's just my mag in a magpie being like shiny. You know.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just killing the, sing- the singing. Kill me. <laughs> it's like shiny, <laughs> shiny. <laughs> But preach, preach. Thank you for saying that, and actually great reminder because as you said and we both mentioned today I think we, we are spending also a lot of time consuming the content as well with different hats on so it's a great warning when consuming the content is something that we want to do and we should do as well obviously in order to be able to keep up and kind of see what's coming up and being able to adapt yeah. or choose as
2: you say to let go of it so I love that thank you network with your people the people in the same industry with you in those networking groups there's so many spaces where you can if you're a founder you can go into founder groups and you can keep up with your fellow people in the industry that you're in but seeing their posts online can make you feel bad because they've got more likes than you they've got more followers than you so many people started out around the same time as me and they're like miles and miles ahead of me in terms of followers and business and it's hard watching it but then my boyfriend's like, Oh you've been really ill (laughs) and you've got loads of life shit. They've got life we all have life shit but everybody's on a different journey for different reasons and the more those people pop up on your phone, on your feeds for me it just became so hard and I got so depressed. So just meet them Bye. and now life's great. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom.
1: Jess, <laughs> thank you. Um, we have a lot of homework to two of us uh, to make <laughs> sure that we actually get and implement lots of what we talked about. You will see when you join us in the certification, you will see in Jess's session as well, but also I think lots to implement in general when it comes to some of the things that we're currently doing as well. So thank you, as always. It's lovely to have you back. Welcome back.
2: For I love being
1: here. <laughs> and if people want to ask you any questions in the meantime, or spread the love, or ask you to send some, some of this fun TikTok that you talked about, where should they find you again? Let's remind them. Do
2: you know what? Email me.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, now give us your email then. <laughs> Jess at jessicabruno.co.uk. If you've got a question email me and I'll get back to you or you can find me on instagram at jessica.sofia.bruno. but on it this year I'm really slowing down off being a consumer of social media I'm, I'm still creating I'm still engaging but I'm like I've taken away do you ever you ever heard of voxer yeah 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 I'm,
1: some people use it I'm
2: not I'm not obviously. I let it go it's I can't concentrate when someone DMs me and they've got a real question, I know I'd give it more of my attention if it came through on email. Nice.
1: No, it's true. And that's that's actually fair. Kind of choosing the channels of communication makes a huge difference. So mm. drop a slide into our inbox then instead of the yeah. DMs. And
2: yeah. inbox me, babe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping call today. See that that's like that's what happens when there's a lot of like build up kind of you know, time that we haven't spent together—it just all comes out. I'm impressed; we haven't mm-hmm. made any Sims um, mentions or references today, but they probably will come back very soon. Have uh, you
2: seen the new? Uh, ah, do you download CC for Sims, or I, do you just play it as is? Custom content. And I
1: only do it from the galleries because obviously it's the Sims Four. Like there's sometimes stuff in the gallery that I do, but no. What's 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 up, what's up for all the Sims? So peeps?
2: I. I've never modded my game before because I just didn't get it. But now there's a website called The Sims Supply where all the mods are there. And like they've got really good eyebrows and hair <laughs> <laughs> you can download and put in your game.
1: It's really cool. So what i are trying to say is if you actually ease down and work smarter on social instead of harder, then you can spend more time. Choosing the right shape of eyebrows for your sims. That's all we're trying to say, everyone. No, I'm
2: not. Like, the eyebrows are so nice. I'm not even joking.
1: (laughs) Now I'm expecting a lot of messages and emails about that. So you are welcome. And obviously, if you want more of us and Jess, I'm going to renew my invitation again if you are not one of our graduates in which case again we love you very much but if you're new and you want to find out about the certification and get the curriculum and join us at the end of feb go to allmarketingschoolcom learn to join us for our next cohort in the meantime we're all done for today. thank you so much for joining us class dismissed thank you so much for listening head to to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class if you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.